of trouble. He's the one who will provide all your needs. And he is your father. The God of Elijah is a miracle working God. And that is what we're waiting for in these times of revival, amen. We're waiting for a miracle working God. We're waiting for a God who will answer our prayers. A God who can do the impossible. A God who is more than enough. A God who can call me by name because he knows me so much. That is the God of Elijah. And so we, we, we worship that God. He is greater than all of our enemies. And he, he's the God of the impossible. So how did Elijah, who was not heard of until we read about it in 1 Kings 17, how did he come, suddenly come onto the scene? What happened? I'll tell you what happened. He heard from God and he obeyed God. And that is the secret of, of starting to move in a life of signs and wonders and miracles with the God of Elijah. The, uh, Elijah did uh, 16 miracles. And of course, Elisha had the double portion. He did 32 miracles. So the Bible says in Isaiah 1:19, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I just want to say, church, that when, when we listen to God, God speaks. God said to me, I'm not just the God of Elijah. I am your God too. Oh, I'm so excited about that. But it's 
tells us here in 1 Kings 17, 6, the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and drank from, and he drank from the brook Cherish. You know, we don't have to worry about famine. We don't have to worry what the news is saying about shortage of food, about prices going up about not being able to afford gas, petrol. Uh, we don't have to worry about those things. In fact, the Word of God says, don't worry about tomorrow. You know why? Because the God of Elijah, who is your God and who is my God, he will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. And if he has to send birds to give me sandwiches twice a day, he can do that. If he has to rain bread from heaven, he can do that. If he has to multiply fish and bread, he can do that. And he will do it for us. He's the same God today as he was yesterday. Hallelujah. He's your God and he's my God. And I'm so excited about that. So Isaiah 1 verse 19 again. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you're willing and you're obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But verse 20 says, But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I, I don't know about you, but I, when I read that verse, I think I, I'm, I'm just not going to re refuse or rebel. I would rather be willy, willing and obedient and eat the good of the land. Anybody else want to eat the good of the land? Hallelujah. Yes, why would we be, why would we be uh, uh, rebellious and refuse to obey the word of the Lord when we can eat the good of the land? The, the, the choice is a no-brainer. But when God says something to us like, I am the God of Elijah, and I am your God too. It, it's a little bit of a clue that change is coming. It's a bit of a clue that God is saying, I am here for you. Whatever lies ahead, God is saying, I'm the God of Elijah, I'm your God, and I can do miracles just like I did before. So, Something's about to change, and I'll tell you what's going to happen. In the change, we are going into a season of signs, wonders, yes. and miracles. When times get hard, that's when the God of Elijah stands up and begins to speak. That's when we see the miracles. What is a miracle? It's when God changes something that is impossible and makes it possible. Jesus. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I have a miracle working God on my side. 
us. So put aside your worries. Repent of worry. Just repent. Repent right now. Just repent of worry. Those of you that are stressed and worried, just repent. Please, just repent. Because God has sent you. I'm on the scene. I've got it. Whatever it is, I've got it. I can do it. I will do it. Watch me do it. Just be obedient to what he tells you to do. That's where you're going to see the miracles. In your obedience. So, then the next miracle was where God sent Elisha to, uh, Elijah to a widow. And the food was multiplied. And 1 Kings 17 verse 8 to 9 then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. You see, the brook, because of the drought, the brook dried up. So, you know, the birds could still come with the sandwiches, but if you don't have water, you're not going to live there long. So, God says to to Elijah, you have to move now, and I'm going to send you to a widow. Why did God choose a widow? In fact, Elijah walks into the, the city, and he sees a, a, a woman there, and he asks for food, and she says to him, Sir, I've only got enough food for myself and my son, and then we are going to lie down and die, because there's no more food left in my house. There's no food in the city. And so no problem to Elijah because he's got the word of the Lord. You see, that's what we have to have, church. We need the word of the Lord. When you've got the word of the Lord, you'll see the signs and wonders and miracles. When you obey the word of the Lord, you'll see the miraculous in your life. So no trouble to, to Elijah when a widow is saying, my little boy here, I'm going to give him his last piece of bread and then he's going to die. Elijah says, look, please, just feed me first. <laughs> You've got to be brave to say that to a widow and her son. But you know why he said that? Because as she obeyed the word, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shake it together, and run over. What he did, he allowed her to open up her life to the miracle working power of God. And so she said to Elijah, I'll do that. She went and baked the last cake and she, she brought it to Elijah. And this is what the Bible says. 1 Kings 17, 16. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. You know, it says here that Elijah must, uh, God must have whispered into Elijah's ear, don't worry, I'm going to do a miracle here. The flour is not going to run, run out. And the oil is not going to run out. And as long as you are here with this widow and her son, you're going to have enough food to eat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the word for all of us. 
It doesn't matter what lies ahead in the future. God will provide supernaturally for every one of us. Hallelujah. Somehow God is speaking us to us today to, to, to lift our faith. He's speaking to us today because He is He is showing us that that days are coming when we're gonna to have to walk in signs and wonders and miracles. Isn't that exciting? Yes. Hallelujah, that's exciting. Because when the signs and wonders and miracles begin to happen, that's when the, the unsaved people come in. That's when the people begin to say, Your God, your God is God. Your God is the only God. Your God is the God we want to serve. It's when signs and wonders and miracles happen that God, that God Almighty is glorified. Hallelujah. So whatever you're going through this morning, whatever you're going through, Take courage. God wants to do a miracle for you. Your bank account's empty. God wants to do a miracle for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I was in a, I was in a, a meeting one time, and, um, I, you know, it was, they were actually closing the meeting, and I was thinking, I wonder what they're going to give us for lunch. And, you know, sometimes it's in, in, in the most unspiritual moments that God seems to catch your attention. And I went into a vision. And, and in the vision I saw money falling into my left hand. Gold coins falling into my left hand. I tried to catch it with my right hand. You know, we, we like to get hands full, but it wouldn't work. And then the Lord spoke to me and he said, Wealth and riches are in your left hand. That's Proverbs 3.16, I think. Wealth and riches are in your left hand. And he said, this kind of wealth will come to you by the grace of God. You've got it, brother. You've got it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So lift your left hand. If you have... If you need a, a miracle, lift your left hand, Father, we thank you. That, that wealth and riches will come by the grace of God. By the grace of God. God has many, many ways in which he can bless you. And as we walk in obedience to the Lord, we get to see the wealth and the riches coming into our lives. Isaiah 119 says, if you're willing and you're obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So one day I had the grandchildren in the car and I said, where would you like to go? And one of the things that they love to do is go to the music store because they're all musical. And they said, we need some picks for our guitars and a couple of things. And then one of them said, Grandma, how do you afford us? <laughs> how do you afford to take all of us shopping like this? I lift my left hand and God provides. So I said, lift your left hand, everybody, and let's see what God will do. So they did. They all lift, lifted their left hands. And then I said, okay, now we're going to check our pockets. And I promise you I hadn't, I hadn't arranged this. I didn't know they were going to ask me that. And I put my hand in my pocket, and there was enough money in my pocket to buy everything they needed in that music. Oh, yeah. How did that happen?
rough. It doesn't have to sit in your bank account. God knows how to bless you financially. It comes by the grace of God. We're talking about the God of Elijah. We're talking about the God of signs and wonders and miracles. Hallelujah. I can tell you so many stories about how God has provided. I'll just tell you one more. I, I heard there was a, a, a revival in Toronto. And, uh, and I remember, um, I think it was Lester Summerall, he came to the church and, and he said, if ever there's a revival anywhere in the world, get onto an airplane and go. And you know, some people said, well, the God who's in Toronto, he's also here and he can bring the revival. But sometimes he needs someone to carry the revival. And so I got onto an airplane and I went to Toronto. I, I had only 10 pounds in my, in my wallet. Um, Abe and I were in England. Uh, Abe gave me 10 pounds. He says, that's for a bus fare back to the airport so you can get home. And he flew off to Holland to, to do a conference there. And I had 10 pounds. But my dad, who usually says to me, tear up your credit card, he always used to say, just, just tear up that credit card. He says, have you got a credit card? I said, yes. He says, well, let's go down to the, to the, the, um, the office and see if it's the travel agency. When we got there, it said on the window, um, reduce fares to Canada. And, and so I just put it on my credit card. But I'm wondering how am I going to tell Abe what I've done now? Because now I've got us into debt, you see. I get, to, I get to Canada, we had, a, we had a wonderful conference. My life was turned inside out and right side up at, at that uh, conference. I was so touched by the Lord. And, um, but I'm still wondering how am I going to pay and how am I going to pay my hotel bill? That was the big thing. And you know, um, I was invited to go out to, to see the falls, um, Niagara Falls. We came back. As I walked through the door, a lady approached me and, and she said, could I have supper with you? And so we had dinner together. And at the end of that dinner, she said, the Lord has instructed me to pay all your expenses for this trip. I didn't tell her I had a need. But you see, God knows your need. She took me straight to the counter and paid the hotel bill. She, she even supported us after that. So God knows your need today, church. God knows your need today. And, and he will supply according to his riches. I just, I just feel that there are people here today who need financial, a financial miracle. And it's yours. Amen. Signs follow the preaching of the word, the Bible says. And, and so, so lift your faith today and, and say to yourself, the God of Elijah is my God. He provided for Elijah, he will provide for me. He will do something miraculous for me. Amen. So the next miracle was the one where fire came down from heaven, but we're going to talk about that at the stadium, so don't miss that. Then there's so many miracles. In, uh, but then in 1 Kings 21-25, Elijah gave King Ahab a serious warning. He says, but there was no one like, like 
There was no one like Ahab who sold himself to do wickedness in the sight of the Lord. Wow, what a reputation to have. No one like this king. No one was as wicked as Ahab. And watch this, because, oh my, you know, it's embarrassing to be a lady when I read this. It says, because Jezebel, his wife, stirred him up. <laughs> may, God, may God help us, ladies, not to stir up our husbands. Amen. But this is not a ladies' conference, so we'll move on. And he behaved very abominably in following idols, according to all that the Amorites had done, whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. So it was when Ahab heard those words, that he tore his clothes because Elijah went to him with, with a great warning that God was going to judge him. That God was, was going to do something in, in the land because of his wickedness. When Ahab heard the word, he tore his clothes. And he put sackcloth on his body. And he fasted. And he laid sackcloth. And he went about mourning. It's never too late to say sorry to God. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite saying, See how Ahab has humbled himself before me. Because he has humbled himself before me, I will not bring the calamity in his days. In the days of his son, I will bring the calamity on his house. I, I, if I was his son, I would have torn my clothes and got sat clock on as well. Amen. And, and so, there's, it's never too late. There's always a chance to put things right. Never too late to say sorry to God. Never too late for us to humble ourselves before the Lord. In Psalm 115 verse 4 it says, Thy idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak. Eyes they have, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear. Noses they have, but they do not smell. They have hands, but they do not handle. Feet they have, but they do not walk. Nor do they matter through their throat. Those who make them are like them. We become like the one that we worship. We become like the idols that we have in our lives. It says, so is everyone who trusts in them. So this is such a warning from God that if there's an idol in our life, you know what an idol is? It's something that's made by man. It's got eyes, but it can't see. It's got ears, but it can't hear. It can't talk. It's got hands. It can't even walk. It, can't, it doesn't even have a heart that beats. It's... It's made by man, but people will worship an idol. So amazing, isn't it? You know why? Because their minds are darkened. Their eyes are blind just like that idol. Their ears are deaf just like that idol. Their hands are useless just like that idol. And their feet can't walk. When we, if we have an idol in our life, we, can, we become like the idol. Whatever it is we worship, we become like that. If I worship money, I'm going to be blind, blinded by money. If I worship fame, I'm, I'm, going, to be, I'm going to be deaf to the voice of the Lord. 
Some people like power. They want, they, they want power, but, but only God. God has all authority and power. It belongs to Him. We're stealing when we are wanting power in our lives. We become like the one that we worship. 2 Kings 2 verse 9, talking about Elijah now at the end of his life. And so it was when they had crossed over the Jordan that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? And Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, You have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven and Elijah saw it and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. Notice that when Elijah left, Elisha shouts, My father, my father. He didn't say, My prophet, my prophet. Oh, my pastor, my pastor. My teacher, my teacher. He said, My father, my father. You know why? Because Elijah worshipped the true and living God who is our father. And Elijah had become like Father God. He was a young prophet Elisha and Elisha said my father my father we have to become like the God who we serve we need to become fathers men fathers in in the house of God we need to become mothers ladies mothers in the house of God we we need to become like like father God say is that possible By the Holy Spirit within us. Amen. By the Holy Spirit within us. The one who convicts us of sin and judgment to come. We are changed from one degree of glory to another. And we are becoming more like him every day. In Jesus name. We become like the one that we worship. People can tell which God we serve by the lifestyle that we have and, and, and by the way we, we portray ourselves, by the way we behave. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. We, we, we need to be ready to punish disobedience. We need to be ready to change the thoughts in our minds. We need to be ready to say, God, you're showing me this is not right. I'm going to change my lifestyle. You know, I, I had a, a dream once and I, the Lord showed me a young man in our church and, and he was walking towards the end of a mountain. He was about to fall off into a precipice. He was walking towards it and I saw 
members of the church and friends of the church, they were all behind him and they were patting him on the back and saying, oh, you're great. Oh, you're doing well. Keep going, boy. You're doing fine. You're doing fine. And I could see that's not the thing to say. He was going to go over the cliff. When I woke up from that dream, I, I contacted him and I saw, I, I spoke to him as, you, you're on the wrong path. You see, sometimes we have to tell each other. I said, you're on the wrong path. You're going to fall over the, the mountainside. You, you, you're going to lose out in life. You need to turn around. We can't just have nice sermons all the time. Patting each other on the back, saying you're okay, when really we know that God is saying, you're not okay. Things are not right. Listen to Ephesians 5, 3. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. Oh, oh how we, we try to excuse our sins. We say, well, you know, I'm only human. And you know that God understands. Today, as the prophet went to Ahab, I am coming to you about your lifestyle, about your life. And I'm saying, the same God that Elijah served is my God and is your God and we must serve him like Elijah did. Amen. This is a warning to us church. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do for once you were full of darkness but now you have light from the Lord so live as the light. So I read a, a story yesterday about a young man in England. He'd gone to the pub with his friends. He, 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 he said he was an atheist. He said there's no God. When he, when he got outside, he, he said to his friends, watch this. He says, he lifts his hands and he says, well, if there's a God, strike me dead now. Everybody waited. No lightning came. Nothing happened. They all laughed. They all went home and uh, they went back to their farm and uh, they had some horses. They decided to go for a horse ride. They got on their horses and suddenly this young man fell off his horse and he couldn't breathe. And within minutes he was dead. They couldn't find out what, why. There was no cause. No lightning, nothing struck him. What had caused this death? They did an, an autopsy on him and they, they found that he had swallowed something called a sand fly. Apparently, it's the most minute little creature almost that God ever made. But it had gone into his mouth and got stuck in his throat and, and, and he, was ch he choked to death on the smallest little thing. You see, God says, I am almighty. And I can use the smallest little thing. You know, when I thought about that story, I thought, you know, God, you're so merciful because if you'd sent lightning, he wouldn't have had a chance. But you know, when you're choking, you have a few minutes. And when I read that story, 
I said to myself, I really hope he said there was a God. And God, I'm putting my trust in you. And I believe God gave him a chance. There was a chance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God loves to give us a second chance. There's a, a, a video that's out, and you might see it. It's, it was it's fairly new. Um, and this lady, she, uh, she, she's a pastor working in a ministry. Um, they, they're doing TV work. I mean, she, she, she was really busy for God. She went into a, a, a vision as well, and, and, and she found herself in hell. And she said she, she heard the doors close behind her. Immediately, the heat was so strong, all her skin just melted off. She was in such excruciating pain, but she said while she was there, she knew while she was there, she knew, and she said in her heart, I deserve to be here. I'm a minister. I serve God. I said I love God, but I've been disobedient to God. I deserve to be here, she said to herself. You know why she deserved to be there? She said something had happened many years ago. She didn't say what it was, but she said she refused to forgive. She said she could have forgiven, but she wouldn't forgive this person. What she did was she just she just buried it in the past of her life and she just moved on as if it had never happened. But you see, God keeps you to his word. And, and it says in Matthew 6.14, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. This bondage of forgiveness, unforgiveness, it, it's like a chain that holds you captive. And you can't move on in your life. It's like a chain and you just take a couple of steps and you think things are coming right and you get pulled back again. So church, I, I want us all to close our eyes. And I am going to pray and ask the Lord you, to show you anybody that you need to forgive. And I want you to listen very carefully. If you need to forgive anybody, whoever it is, God is going to show you. So, Father, we come into your almighty presence. I sense the holy awe of God in this place. I sense the spirit of the fear of the Lord in this place. Father, I ask you that if we have any forgiveness, maybe even something that we've buried from years ago, we've, we've purposely forgotten about it, but any unforgiveness, Lord, would you speak to us? Would you give us the name of that person? And right now, just simply say, I forgive them, Father. I forgive. Away, but you can still forgive. 
because there's, there's still a chain around your heart. <coughs> Never too late to say, Father, I forgive. Jesus on the cross, he said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. For some of you here who need to forgive someone and, and actually because of this unforgiveness, your whole life has just been spoiled. But if you will forgive today, the God of Elijah will make it up to you. He has amazing ways of paying you back for what you've suffered. Just simply say, I forgive. I forgive. If you're able, if the person is still alive and you're able to contact them, do so. Write a letter, make a phone call. Send them an SMS. Father, as we're in your presence today, you are a miracle working God. And I thank you that every heart that needs to be prepared to receive a message, a call, whatever it is to say, I just want to say, I'm sorry, I forgive you. Maybe wasn't even your fault, probably wasn't. But nevertheless, you're sorry about your attitude. I pray, Lord, you would prepare the other person's heart to receive. And I thank you, Lord, that you will restore the years that the locust has eaten for every one of us as we forgive. We say, I forgive. We say, I forgive today. I forgive. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. While our heads are bowed, if you're here today and you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want Jesus to forgive you for your sin, would you please just put up your hand on, at the, on the count of three, I'm going to count to three, and then I want you to lift your hand and, and I'll, it'll be an indication that I can pray for you for Jesus to forgive you your sins. So one, two, three. Is there anybody here today who's saying, I want to receive Jesus. I want to receive Jesus. I'm going to ask you one more time on the count of three. Is there anybody here? One, two, three. Anybody here who says, I want to receive Jesus. Let me see your hand right now. Does, is everybody absolutely sure that Jesus is your Lord? Jesus is your Savior, and you are born again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. Well, the message today is the God of Elijah, the miracle-working God. So, um, Leslie, if you can just come up, please. He is a miracle-working God. And if you need prayer today, for anything, no matter how impossible it is, if you need prayer today for, for sickness or, 
or, or for any problem, difficulty, whatever it is, uh, we're going to invite you to come up. I'm going to invite the prayer team to come up, please, and we want to pray for you. And we're going to ask the God of Elijah, amen, to, to do 